0: everybody. We just want to invite you to this new segment piece we're bringing to these Monday nights, whatever we're going to call it. Um, We're just going to have a little conversation here with my friend Zane. By the way, I'm Colin, uh, staff here at YWAM Harpenden. So we're so happy to have you all join us. Um, Zane has been a good friend of mine in YWAM for the last, I think, five years. You did your DTS 2016. Yep. Um, Helped staff uh, a messenger track he was in. He did his DTS in YWM Kona. And just got to know him like from there, mm. from that place of seeing him. He was just like this zealous, hungry kid. And I love when those kids show up to DTS because they're just like, they're, you can just have fun with them. You know, just like, hey, why don't you go over there and preach the gospel? And I'm like, we know you would <laughs> because he's just so hungry for it. And you just seen that play out in your YWAM journey. Got to run a leadership track with you in it. Got to help you become the staff you are now. <laughs> uh, facetiously, I say that, not what, super seriously. What, what we're getting
1: at here is that all the, the fruit in my life, we can accredit to Colin Dill is what this is all about,
0: actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm just so thankful the Holy Spirit uses me as that vessel. Uh, <laughs> but you have, you've been a part of some incredible things in your journey in YWAM, just in these five short years. Right, DTS, staff, led a few schools, and when I was just thinking back on like the time since I first met you, for lack of a better word, it was like this thing you carry is like chaos, and you are not so much carry, but steward chaos so well, and you see it in the DTSs you've been a part of, you've seen it in the outreaches you've helped coordinate, Right, this is all a team effort. So, just the whole you know your whole leadership team have done these incredible things. You're the one sitting in front of me now, um, but just you've stewarded this this YWAM chaos. Not the anxiety-filled, like I don't want to leave my room chaos, but the 18, 19 year olds that we're trying to disciple from whatever and every background. Right and you've done this so well through these DTSs and the things you're doing. We're going to get into a little bit more of that. Even like the messy craziness you're about to step into. But I just wanted to ask like how like what were you looking at when you said yes to to leading some of these insane DTSs knowing the outreaches that were ahead of you, knowing the assignments that you had to then like steward and like grab hold of Like what's that, walk me through that process. What's going through your mind? Okay, real quickly. I actually, I can remember
1: in this moment, we even talked about, things that we're going to go over in this interview. But I can remember this moment in my DTS where you and Jeff made me get on the table in a high school and yell to like 300 kids to come to a thing we were preaching the gospel at afterwards. And I'm just like, dang, that is funny. I'm thinking about you. did make me do a lot of crazy stuff. Um, But what what leads to saying yes to the chaos, and I think probably this is just connecting with so many other um, incredible DTS leaders, incredible school leaders across YWAM, um, something that's just in our DNA to, to go, um, we're coming underneath that, that waterfall of anointing that from Lauren Cunningham, from Darlene Cunningham, where they say yes to the chaos, or we could also even just say yes to really messy faith. Really like, man, I barely got that yes out of my mouth. I had zero clue on, on what that would all entail. I had zero clue on what it would cost, but I knew it was worth giving my yes. And so uh, yeah, what, what has led to it, I would say, is really just cheating off of those who have gone before me. have had the privilege of, of having incredible leaders, both in Kona and, and the YOM movement internationally, to say, man, I, I just want to give my yes the way they gave theirs.
0: Yeah, I think you hitting that is just, there's something that my wife Jess and I, we've taken on, is that unless the Lord says no, it's a Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's just like, that makes it so much messier, right? When you're just like, I don't know, he he's not stopping me. I'm gonna keep going. This is getting weird. But he still hasn't said no. Mm. So we're just gonna, yeah, we're just leaning on the yes. Yeah. And we'll just, yeah, we'll see what that turns into. Yeah. Just on our knees praying the whole time.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. And I, I love even, I mean, for, for risk of sounding cliche is, is just a good Y I I love reading the simplicity of, is that really you, God? I love, uh, I've read it, you know, lots of times since my DTS, just because the sim, like so many of those doors they went through was like, okay, well, we had that grand word back then, but doors keep opening and we just keep saying yes to them. We just keep going through the next door and the next door and the next door and it yeah. leads to the next thing God is doing.
0: Yeah, so I know personally, I've been there. I've watched from afar. I've experienced firsthand, but even these, DTSs you've led, and uh, probably more specifically the outreaches that have like followed that, <laughs> like walk me through some of those because I mean you guys have been since you started school leading have been entangled with the send, like yeah. absolutely incredible movement yeah. just about activating the church across the the yeah. started in the U.S. and is starting to go global now, right? But you've been connected to that and you're sending teams on outreach, you're pulling them into Orlando, you're sending half your school almost to Brazil. Mm. You're doing these wild things that it's just—it's easy sometimes to say yes from afar, Be like, "Hey, you guys, I encourage you. You should do it." But like, you're in there, you're in that mess, right? And you're you're carrying and you're stewarding it, right? So so share some of those experiences, especially. I love Orlando's hands down my favorite. I was a part of the team mm. with the send then, but watching you guys, I think, was the most encouraging part of that entire event. Um yeah I keep saying
1: that i'll uh I'll, I'll keep school eating until I get a normal school and i'm I'm getting ready to do the fourth one and I'm, I'm going for four for four years now on uh on I just can't seem to catch that normal school um, but yeah the the timeline was interesting, and just to be overly clear I'm, I was one of many on a team every year for the last few years and continuing on to be one of many of the team. It's like you've got like the Avengers, you know, and I'm like that like fourth movie just slid in Avenger but they
0: you're you're <laughs> Bruce Banner. Bruce, before he
1: comes the Hulk. Okay, yeah, I'll go. I'll go with Bruce Banner <laughs> before he comes the Hulk. Um, but really, just have uh, served with amazing people, and and I've just barely slid onto amazing teams, and they're just the best. And so I just honor them as as the real success in all of those. But um, yeah, the the timeline's been quite wild. I I had the privilege with a team of us to enter school eating uh, in a time where. A, our, our school was was blowing up to a size we had never done before. It was entering into a space that had never been done before. So it was, it was quite scary in that sense. But then B, it happens to land when Lou Engle hits the ground in uh, Kona Hawaii and says the the call is becoming the send. You know, And so many YWAMers are overly acquainted with this story, but uh, it's the beginning of these stadium gatherings around the Great Commission, believing it's time again to uh, put our stake in the ground for missions. Uh, first year, it was, uh, you know, 365-ish staff and students uh, on the ground for nor- or, sorry, on the ground in uh, Orlando where we had them camping in tents for a month. We called it Tent City and then fast forward to the year after that and we have
0: uh, not quite half the school yeah, so by wait, many means. Let me clarify this. There's like nowhere else to stay. Oh yeah. Everyone's <laughs> in a, they pitched a tent. They had blow up mattresses. Oh, we didn't have blow-up mattresses. They slept (laughs) on on the ground. (laughs) Stuffing pine needles under their tent. Yeah, Yeah. yeah,
1: stuffing. But they're trying to find the softest sand. Shout out YWM Orlando. They got some soft sand over there. But um, no, the the staff and students uh, spent a, a month plus, I think actually we scratched five and a half weeks, on the ground leading up to the send, doing outreaches across the city. And then following the send, we did two things, still preaching the gospel across the city, and a number of us doing follow-up phone calls to The Send and being the follow-up team to that crazy event. So that was wild. Uh, Just got to be part of God doing something for our nation. Then fast forward a year later, we sent four teams, not not quite half, but but a a good chunk of our school, we sent four teams to Brazil where The Send ran three stadiums and we served in one of those stadiums. And even that was like just seeing a whole nation's messy faith. You know, I felt less like a... Um, someone serving what God was doing and more like a a witness to what God was doing, more like a witness. I walked around probably for most of the day just staring at the stadium and all all God was doing. And then now fast forward to this last school, Um, you know, obviously all of us, so many schools, so many bases have done incredible uh, uh, work to, run schools right in the middle of COVID. And and I just applaud everyone who said, we're not gonna let this stop us. We have to keep doing what God has called us to do. And we just might have to change the way we do that. And what it looked like for us is we ran 23 teams piled into minivans, uh, crisscrossing the United States. And we put on the the living room tour. And basically it was calling people to Matthew 9 faith that the harvest is ripe and that the world may be looking like it's against us right now, but the harvest is ripe. And so man, it would be awesome if I could land a normal year of outreaches at some point. <laughs>
0: yeah, but just been, send teams out, <laughs> come back for debrief. Yeah, just, but, just do a
1: school, you know? Yeah. Like, what if we just went to nations and came back and there wasn't something chaotic? happening? I mean? But but nonetheless, I, I just can't stop you saying, yes, God keeps showing up and he keeps doing amazing things.
0: Yeah, so I think that just would lead me to my next question for you. And what? So you're, you've left Kona now. Obviously, you're here in, in England with us. Um, but you're you're getting ready and you've given up everything, right? you let go of your apartment, you've given away most of your stuff or whatever you couldn't sell mm. to leave Kona for about nine months to a year. Mm. That's a, a pretty radical step to take because you' just like toss it all, but you're now going to run a school that's almost like specifically for the send yeah. landing in Norway next year yeah what like what like drove you to that where you're just like no it's what have you seen from the send and from Mm. these things that you're just like Mm. through that messy faith that chaos this is worth it i i think yeah just i mean and just
1: to clue people into the storyline a little bit um so i I don't think we've actually even said it here on this but i work with the fire and fragrance dts and we're, we're wanting to run one in norway and the the whole vision behind that being that we run a school in anticipation and prayer, like a prophetic stake in the ground for what God is going to do in the Send Norway. If you haven't heard, the Send is headed to Norway in the summer of 2022. And where I played into that is really uh, I had seen over years all the amazing things God has done in correlation with these wild yeses, these messy yeses towards the send, towards tours across the nation and going, I want to see our next generation wake up to missions. Uh, But then even more than seeing what God is doing, uh, it came down to a word of the Lord for me. I had a moment where I felt Jesus say, if you don't go now, there's a part of me you'll never know. and I thought, I mean, I was with a friend. I started, I was sitting in a car and I hear him say this to me and I just start crying in the car. I go, I don't want to say it out loud because if I say it out loud, I'm going to have to do it. And yeah, so man, I, it's just
0: weirder that you just start crying. I just you start don't crying. Tell don't
1: tell my friend why I'm just sobbing in his car and what's wrong with me. And I, I, I tell him, I, I feel like I have to go to Norway and lay down. You know, my apartment took me a year and a half to finally get it. It was always on a long waiting list. I had a truck that I very much like. <laughs> had, uh, you know, opportunities uh in front of me, in favor of man in front of me and great things that I could put my hand to. Uh, But that idea of God, if I could just know a little bit more of you, I will lay anything down. If I could just see you a little more clearly, I will lay anything down. And I've seen what every year of messy faith has done is it's brought me to that place where maybe I could just see a little bit more of him. And so I was like, it's a no brainer. My answer is yes, I want to go.
0: Yeah. And that's amazing. I think it just... Like, as you know, my family, we moved uh, with a one and a half year old. We picked it up in the middle, like in the middle of a pandemic. It's not over yet. You're doing the same. Mm. There's just this yes, like we've been talking about mm. so far. This is just God said, do it. No arguments. You kind of just, I'm in. Yeah. Okay. The God this is, you haven't failed me yet. You haven't misled me. And even if it's out of like wild faith, like, I'd rather say mm. yes to maybe me mishearing or being a little bit off than yeah. to sit on the sidelines and be like, I could have known more.
1: Well, and I, I even would go further and say, it's fun to like have some challenge and have an opportunity to be for to lay down like that much unto what Jesus is doing, lay down the smallest piece. But I would honor you, Colin, and your wife, um, as well as, you know, any, there's some families here and any of families watching in YWAM, those who have said yes at actually a much higher cost say like, I have my wife and I have my children and I'm not gonna put any excuse down. We're, we're gonna see the gospel go forward. So, um, man, I don't know why, I just feel like I'm gonna tack that on, but I would honor you in that, that my yes is awesome, but I just see so many others whose yes is so much bigger than mine. And it's, I just have to keep getting a piece of that.
0: Yeah, and I would just encourage you, find a wife who says yes. It makes it so <laughs> much easier. It's just like, hey. And that's why we're on I this. I feel this. She's live like, stream this right now. too. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's gay, he's single, he's awesome. Here's his story. <laughs> well, in the chats we'll post your uh, your number and oh, it's a bad Instagram joke. You handle. Have made it in uh, trouble. But anyways, <laughs> so you're in England now. But you're not supposed to be in England, right? So you yeah. did your DTSs, you led, you did all that in Kona. Mm. Like God said, "Hey, run one out this kind of one off in Norway." Mm. And you're here, and you don't know when you're getting to Norway. Like, what was that story? What got you to be, like,
1: Yeah. So, yeah, this, this, I mean, it's a great place to be stuck, by the way. Harpenden. There, Harpenden, there's your plug, you know. If, you, if you're looking for a place to see God do amazing things, this is a great place to be. Um, but uh, I... Uh, uh, yeah, we, me, and you guys saw. I don't know if he said his name, but leading worship tonight with the fantastic long flowing blonde hair is uh, is my friend James Anderson, who's who's uh, helping with the school with me, and um, uh, we basically we we decided we wanted to go ahead of everyone. There's seven of us moving to Norway, um, and about 15, 14 or fifteen in Norway that will be joining to put on the school. Um, not counting the extended community there in Norway. Uh, and so we we're really, we we're gonna go before the rest of the seven, uh, connect with those who are already at the base, connect with what God is doing, really plan and prepare the way for the school that's coming. Uh, and in that process, our, the borders got closed to us, obviously, COVID, um, the visa process got paused, COVID. Um, Side note, please pray for the, you know, the borders to open. We could probably all, I'm sure there's tons of wire hammers right now in precarious situations where they're trying to get past these impossible circumstances. Uh, So we were kind of stuck. I mean, I had started six weeks of travel. Um, James started, I think, two or three three weeks of travel. Um, And we we were in this tough place where we left our old home and the new home we're going to, is it open yet? And we kind of wrestled, do we go back and wait this out, like, what, what, what do we do? Where, where do we go? Uh, and so when we prayed, really felt strongly the, um, I don't know, probably most of us are familiar with the uh, Lauren Cunningham story, where he heard, I'm supposed to be on this flight. And he's up at the counter and they're saying, there is no space on this flight. And he says, okay, I'll wait. And so what he does is he sits at the closest chair and he leans to the edge of his seat. And with anticipation and faith, he goes, I will get as close as I can, and I'll believe that God will take me the rest of the way. And so this, this picture came to mind, and I go, oh, man, I, this is awesome. You never know sometimes when you're hearing these YWAM stories from other people when they're going to come, boom, up in your life. And so that picture comes to mind. I go, okay, well, how close can I get to Norway? So I, I, called, uh, yeah, I called you. I called um, Nick Holding, who who's here as well. And I, I just begin to ask questions. Can we come to Wyoming Harpenden? That's the closest uh, nation that's open to me and my my uh, passport. And those are the place where I have friends and contacts. Uh, and so we've been here for, I don't know, 10 or 11 days, I believe, just praying, Lord, open the doors, open the doors, open the doors, and believing that he's gonna open those remaining doors for us to go do what God said to do.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love bringing in too, there's just, so many stories you hear from yeah. all of these guys that have gone before us. I think in Harpenden, we're so thankful that we have the Greens and the Peaches and these families that have like kind of <laughs> held it down for so long and, yeah. and carried the charge even further um, to like lean on and continue to hear these story after story. I think yeah. here in Harpen, we just celebrated our 35th year. Oof. And so we've heard Praise the God. story of like landing this incredible property in a place that like we don't belong. We should have never been able to afford this. Ooh but it's just like, God said, yes. Okay, how close can we get? And you know, part yeah. of Lynn's story was that, it was like knock on every door. Yeah. So he just knocked on, you know, every door, rang every phone that he had. It's just, how close can I get to this thing? I'm just gonna keep doing what God said to do mm. until I show so up. So, good. I mean, we're so thankful to have you guys here. <laughs> so thankful that, to be here. You know, you guys are even, there's part of it is you you're just reaping a benefit if you tilling the ground mm. in prayer mm. and, and get to be a part of that story. Mm. Um, but I just, there's one more thing I just wanted to share with you too. And then hopefully you have some parting words of encouragement for us. But I think I was thinking back on some, what of a, a line that we'd hear often in Kona from some of our dear friends there. It was just, if you don't quit, you win. Here's the word of the Lord. Keep moving. Keep going. If you like that whole, like God didn't say no. So I'm going to, it's a yes kind of thing. And just like moving forward with that as you go, it's like, Okay, maybe who knows what's going to happen with Norway, but like we're going to have plans B through Z ready. <laughs> the English people sorry Z ready to go, preparing the way. Like we're not going to quit. We're just going to might have to move a little left or right or something, but we're going to we're going to get there. Yeah. And so I'm so encouraged by your Jesus faith yeah. to even get here, spend the extra money, spend the extra time. Don't go back to comfort. Just even that, you know what I mean? Because you could, you could have just gone back to your friend's house and found a place to live, lived on yeah. campus and just flowed like you have mm. instead of, again, entering into that messy faith mm. of what does it look like to get in that seat and lean forward until they call my name.
1: I, thank you. I mean, it's, it's very encouraging. I, I, it's one of those strange things where I genuinely feel gratitude to the Lord um, that it's not simple. Cause there's just, there's, um, there's a grittiness and I don't mean this against my generation. There's a grittiness uh, that our generation still struggles to take hold of. I'm not saying it doesn't have it, it so does and it will and all those things. But that, you know, Lauren and Lynn Green and then even the, the, the generation after them, the Peaches, you know, th- there's this grittiness of their yes was their yes, no matter what. And I, and I go, wow, Lord, thank you for this opportunity to have my yes be a little bit harder, to have my yes cost a little bit more, to have my yes not be a simple thing on a platter to me, but there, I, there's a bit of contending. There's a bit of leaning in, there's a bit of risk. And, and I think that when we start to enter that place of, I think that I could do this without the Lord, we should probably really evaluate, are we actually following him anymore? Um, or are we just following what we can do in our own ability? So I, I, I thank you for that, but I also feel grateful for the season. And yeah, you're right. There was an encouragement I asked to to have time to share. And so I'd love to share it with anybody watching the room full of people who's uh, here is, I feel like, you know, Andy, Andy Bird said it this way in Kona a few months ago. And he said, we're exiting the season of disappointment. It's time. It's time to exit the anticipation of disappointment. I'm pretty sure it will all fail. I'm pretty sure it's all gonna fall through. I'm pretty sure it's not quite gonna work out. And I just feel like to say to all of, you know, whoever may be listening or whoever's in the room, the season of disappointment, we're done. We're not doing that anymore. And I encourage you, God has done, you know, we ran the school right through the middle of COVID and had it just be absolute chaos and so hard. We thought it'd be easier in America and it was harder, but the the harvest was still so ripe. And we saw so many people say yes to Jesus. So many people say yes to missions. So many people say yes to all that God has for them. I mean, like, James, who's leading worship here, and he has already an incredible story with the Lord outside of YWAM, but, but I go, I'm only friends with James because of people, a group of people saying yes, and he was a student in this past school, and now we're in Europe together. I'm like, how did that happen? And, um, you know, I, I think sometimes it's our instinct to say, what if it doesn't work? And I think it's time for us to start saying, but what if it does? But what if it does? Yeah. What if one person says yes? So I just want to encourage everyone that the, the I, I feel it. I've been to this is fourth base, fifth base. I've been to this year, which is not that many for a lot of Wyomingers uh, who do a lot more travel than me. But um, across the board, you know, Honolulu, um, being in Colorado Springs, being in oh no, Wyoming, Lancaster, being in uh, oh, Mazatlan, being in Cornwall, being in um, here in Harpenden the, the waterline of faith is rising again. Yeah. Don't let it
0: pass you. Don't let it pass you. That's good. Um, yeah, that's thankful, thankful for you for bringing that to us. Even though we're, like I said, we're just so blessed by even having you guys here, just using our, our space to pray. I think it does, it raises that water level even for us, mm. right? This is something we don't get to experience. We don't, you don't get to often get to experience people getting delayed because of things like this. Mm. Right, and so so to have people show up and be like, this is as close as we can get, I think it's just encouraging to me, to a lot of us here going like, what's that next thing that I need to get as close as I can to? So thank you again. Thank you guys for listening. Um, We're just gonna close it up here, but yeah, man, I'm just gonna pray for you, people in this room. Could
1: you pray for me and could I pray for them as we transition? Is that okay? Yeah, That'd be so good.
0: So yeah, Jesus, we thank you so much for bringing... Zane and James through this campus onto this this live stream to share these faith stories, these gritty, messy, chaotic faith stories that you bring us into. So often we ask you to bring us in the story and we don't know what it looks like and we're so thankful that you have and you've just filled us with this zeal. And so I ask for everyone listening tonight that would be filled with the faith and the zeal to just say yes, To everything, as long as you don't say no. Yeah. So, Father, bring us to that place in Jesus' name. Yeah, Lord, I, I just, I thank you for
1: the movement that it's such a privilege to be a part of. There are so many who have gone ahead of us, there are so many who have pioneered and paved a way, and that, that we get to walk in this incredible inheritance. Lord, and I just, I ask for myself, selfishly, I ask that that waterline of faith would rise again. Lord, that I would not let it pass me and I would not miss it. Lord, I I ask that anywhere that comfort has a stronghold over myself or anyone watching anyone in this room, that comfort would be cast aside for obedience in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for a, a courage to rise up inside of us. God, to begin to ask those questions, what if it does work? What if God wants to do it again? What if he wants to move in a new way? What, what if he wants to pour out his spirit again? Lord, would that faith rise? I just ask right now, anyone watching, that there would be an impartation of faith in Jesus' name to say the wild yeses, saying yes to the chaos and saying yes to messy faith in Jesus' name, amen.